Welcome to Sermons from Bailey Road. You are about to hear a sermon given at Bailey Road Baptist Church. Bailey Road is a small Bible-believing church located in North Jackson, Ohio, and is pastored by Pastor Aaron Smith. We are dedicated to serving the Lord through our people and through our teaching. We hope you are enlightened by today's message, and again, welcome to Bailey Road Baptist Church. Amen. Go ahead and take your Bibles this evening and look with me to the book of Ecclesiastes in the Old Testament. Ecclesiastes chapter number 2. Ecclesiastes chapter 2 is where we'll be this evening. We started this last week, starting in chapter 1. When seen is not enough, see things. As Solomon said, all things are full of labor. In chapter 1 verse 8, he said, a man cannot utter it. The eye is not satisfied with seeing, he said, nor the ear filled with hearing. As we come to chapter number 2, Solomon once again is speaking to his own heart. And I tell you, I really warn you, when you start speaking to your own heart, you must be very, very careful. Your heart will lie to you, will deceive you, it will lead you in a wrong path most often. The world will tell you these days, follow your heart. I will tell you and warn you, don't, do not follow your heart. Follow the Lord. Amen? Follow the Lord. But Solomon said, I said in mine heart, go to now. You can see the the great error in Solomon here as he says, I said in mine heart, go to now. I will prove thee with mirth. Anybody know offhand what mirth means? It's not a word we use all the time. What's that? Happiness, yes, happiness, social merriment, amusement. That's what mirth means, amusement. He says, I will prove thee with mirth, happiness, amusement, social merriment. Therefore, he says, enjoy pleasure. And behold, this also is vanity. Sounds like the world today, doesn't it? The world will say, just enjoy yourself. As a matter of fact, you just live for you. He said in verse number two, I said of laughter, it is mad. And of mirth, what doeth it? Verse three, he says, I sought in mine heart to give myself unto wine. Yet acquainting my heart with wisdom, and to lay hold on folly, till I might see what was, what was that good for the sons of men, which they should do under the heaven all the days of their life. I made me great works, I builded me houses, I planted me vineyards, 
I've made me gardens and orchids, or orchards, sorry. And I planted trees in them of all kinds of fruits. I made me pools of water, to water therewith the wood that bringeth forth trees. I got me servants and maidens, and had servants born in my house. Also, I had great possessions of great and small cattle above all that were in Jerusalem before me. I gathered me also silver and gold, and the peculiar treasure of kings and of the provinces. I got me men singers and women singers, and the delights of the sons of men as musical instruments, and of all sorts. Look at verse 9. He says, So I was great, and increased more than all that were before me in Jerusalem. Also my wisdom remained with me. Whatsoever mine eyes desired, I kept not from them. I withheld not mine heart from any joy, for my heart rejoiced in all my labor. And this was my portion of all my labor. Then I looked on all the works that my hands had wrought, and on the labor that I had labored to do. And behold, all was vanity, vexation of spirit. There was no profit under the sun. And I turned myself to behold wisdom and madness and folly. For what can the man do that cometh after the king? Even that which hath been already done. Then I saw that wisdom excelleth folly. As far as light excelleth darkness. The wise man's eyes are in his head. But the fool walketh in darkness. And I myself perceived also. That one event happeneth to them all. Then said I in mine heart. As it happeneth to the fool, so it happeneth even to me. Why was, I e why was I then more wise? Then said I in mine heart, that this also is vanity. <coughs> For there is no remembrance of the wise more than of the fool forever. Seeing that which now is in the days to come shall all be forgotten. And how dieth the wise man as the fool? You see this? Solomon is saying in his heart over and over again. <coughs> And in verse 15, he says, I'm no different than a fool. He says, the same thing that's going to happen to the fool is going to happen to me. He says, you want to know how a wise man dies? Anybody want to take a guess? How a wise man dies? Just like the fool. 
He's not going to die any differently. You know how much a fool leaves behind? All of it. You know how much a wise man leaves behind? All of it. You know what Solomon had to say about that? Right here in verse number 18, or verse 17 rather. I think, honestly, one of the most sad verses in all of Scripture. He says, therefore, I hated life. Because the work that is wrought under the sun is grievous unto me. For all is vanity and vexation of spirit. Solomon said in verse 1, I said in my heart, go to now. I will prove thee with mirth, therefore enjoy pleasure. Behold, this is also vanity. He says, I'm going to prove something. Enjoy life. Get all you can. But when enjoyment is not enough, you'll hate your life. Solomon said, I had everything. Then I realized I'm going to die empty, just like the fool. And I hate my life. This evening, we're going to look at this subject when enjoyment is not enough. What will be? What will be enough? If enjoyment isn't, let's pray and we'll get started. Father, I pray that you would help us. God, we must focus here tonight. God, I need your help. To deliver your word here. Thoughts of your servant, Solomon, are before us. Father, we see what is on his heart, upon his mind. Father, we know that it was not in tune with yours. But God, you saw fit to let him write and to preserve before us What was there? And you have given us a picture of an empty, shallow, vexed heart. God, I believe to give us just a glimpse of what our lives might be 
without you in it. God, may we stay focused on you. Help us to glean from the life of Solomon tonight. That we might get beyond the enjoyment of life and enjoy the pleasures of a relationship in you. May that be enough. Help us in this, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want you to see first off this evening Solomon's attempt to enjoy life. Again, as I mentioned in the beginning, and as he mentioned in the first chapter, <clears throat> in verse 16, he said, I communed with my heart. We see this over and over again, this theme occurring multiple times in these first two chapters as Solomon begins speaking to his own heart. Bad choice, really. But Solomon still had his wisdom, as he tells us here. But do you see the enjoyment that Solomon had? Now, I know, because I know people. I, I know myself. Now, you think about this, and you consider the life that we have. We think about what we've accomplished and what we have possessed in our lives. And you look at somebody like Solomon here. Look what he says. He says, I sought in mine heart to give myself unto wine, yet acquainting my heart with wisdom to lay hold on folly. Till I see what was that good for the sons of men, which they should do under the heaven all the days of their life. And he says in verse number 4, and the verses following, all of the things that he accomplished. Look at this. He said, I made me great works. Now look. He said, I builded me houses. Now wouldn't it be nice to have more than one house? Sure, be nice. Have a house here, have a house at the lake, have a house at the beach. Wouldn't that be nice? Wherever you wanted to go, you just have a house. That was Solomon. He had that. He said, I planted me vineyards. Means everywhere he go, he had food. He said, I made me gardens and orchards. He said, I planted me trees in them of all kinds of fruits. Now, you've got to understand something. This was a big deal. They didn't have all kinds of fruits in Israel, but he did it. He said, I made me pools of water to water therewith the wood that bringeth forth trees. He said, as a matter of fact, he said, you've got to understand something. He dug pools simply to water the trees that he planted. It's a big deal. Then he said, I got me some servants. He didn't say it that way. I said it that way. He said, I got me servants and maidens and had servants born in my house. 
Now look, how many of you would just like to have some people that do everything for you? Come on, somebody should have said amen right there. Amen. I'd like to have some people that do everything for me. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Amen. Somebody cut the grass, take out the trash. Oh, wait, Asher does that. No, I'm good. Yeah, see, I'm living like Solomon, didn't even know it. Had some servants. He said, I had also great possessions of great and small cattle above all that were in Jerusalem before me. He said, he said I have more cattle, small and great, than anyone in Jerusalem. Ever. Not just in Jerusalem living right now, but anyone that ever lived in Jerusalem. I have more cattle than all of them. Wouldn't that be nice? He said, I gathered me also silver and gold, and the peculiar treasure of kings and the provinces. He said, I got money. How about this? He said, I got me men singers and women singers. He had private concerts anytime he wanted. I mean, like music. I mean, listen to music at home. I mean, I understand we have radios now. They didn't have radios here. They didn't have radios then. Solomon just snapped his fingers, and the radio played, and they didn't even have a radio. That's what he's saying here. He simply, he had people employed that when he wanted to hear music, they just did it. Folks, that's impressive. Live music, anytime he wanted, and you know it was good. Musical instruments, and all those sorts. Verse 9, he says, and, and, I'm not, and I'm not saying Solomon was bragging here. I really don't think he was. He's just simply saying, I was great. Now look, how many of you would simply like to just be great? Now I know some of you are thinking, I, I am. I am great. Well, so was Solomon. He said, I was great. He said, I was so great. I increased more than all they that were before me in Jerusalem. Oh, and also my wisdom remained with me. Now look at verse 10. This tells it all. This tells the entire story. Whatsoever mine eyes desired, I kept not from them. I withheld not mine heart from any joy. For my heart rejoiced in my, all my labor. And this was my portion of all my labor. Now look, everything that Solomon just said, the houses, the waters, the trees, and all of that. But listen to what Solomon just said. He said, if there was something that I wanted, I got it. Excuse me? I don't know anybody with this ability. There's something that I saw that I wanted 
I got it. I, I told Rachel a couple of years ago, I'm, I'm getting to the age where it's getting very difficult to purchase things for me for birthdays and holidays and things like that because the things I want cost too much. I mean, you can identify with that. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like, I, you know, I really, I can't put that on a birthday list. I just can't. It wouldn't be prudent. It wouldn't be right, you know. Her parents and my parents want to know, what, what do you want for Christmas? Well, you really don't want to know. <laughs> it wouldn't be right. And so, uh, you know, it really doesn't matter. Solomon said, if I want it, my eyes saw it, and I want it, he got it. Now listen, folks, how many of you are thinking right now, that would be nice? Seriously, be honest. So that would be nice. Okay, three of you are honest. The rest of you, I'm wondering about you. No, I mean, look, we all know that would be nice. But you know what Solomon said? He said, that was my life. And I hated it. Hated it. Have you ever noticed? I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but some of, not all, it's not exclusive here, but some of the most miserable people in all of the world, some of the most richest people in all the world. I don't know if you've ever done a study on that before. I have. Some of the most miserable people in all the world have the most money. Because they can get anything they want. He made an attempt to enjoy life. And he looked on all the works of his hands and all the rot of his labor. And he looked and he said all of it was vanity and vexation of spirit. There was no profit under the sun. And he said, therefore... Hated life. So therefore, he turned and gave his attention to wisdom and madness and folly. So he attempted to enjoy life, number one. And number two, he gave his attention to wisdom and madness and folly. Wisdom, of course, is seeing things from God's perspective. Madness is in opposition to reason. It's a wildness of possession. Madness or folly is a want of understanding or an absurd act that is highly sinful. He said, I turned to behold wisdom. I wanted to see something from God's perspective. And once I saw that, I turned myself to no madness. The opposition of reason. And then I turned to myself 
to no folly, that absurd act is highly sinful. For what can the man that what can the man do that cometh after the king? I can't imagine all that Solomon was going through in his life. Everything that he had accomplished. Everything that he had seen. Everything that he had acquired. But he said, when I saw that wisdom excelleth folly, as far as light that excelleth darkness, the wise man's eyes are in his head. Fool walketh in darkness. And I myself perceived also that one that happeneth to them all. Once he realized, he said, The wise man and the fool are one and the same. That's what he's getting at here. That's what he said. He said, There's no remembrance of the wise man more than the fool forever. He said, in those days to come, he said, how dieth the wise man as the fool? Therefore, I hated life. I wonder tonight. You hate life? Solomon was trying to figure out life. What he figured out, he did not like. It grieved him, actually. For he said, it grieves grievous unto me. For all is vanity, he said, it's all empty and it all irritates me. In verse 18, he said, I hated my labor, which I had taken under the sun because I should have I should leave it unto the man that should be after me. He began not just to give his attention to wisdom, madness, and folly, but we also see his anguish in the cycle of life. In verse 19 he said, Who knoweth whether he shall be a wise man or a fool? Yet shall he have rule over my labor, wherein I have labored and wherein I showed myself wise under the sun. This also is vanity. Therefore I went about to, look what he says, to cause my, there's that word again, my heart, to despair of all the labor which I took under the sun. For there is a man whose labor is in wisdom and in knowledge and in equity, yet to a man that hath not labored therein, shall he leave it for his portion. This also is vanity, a great evil. He says it's empty and produces sorrow and distress. Whew. For what hath man of all his labor and the vexation of his heart, wherein he hath labored under the sun? For all his days are sorrows, his travail grief. Yea, his heart taketh not rest in the night. This also is vanity. Then he summarizes here in the last three verses. Look at this. He says, There is nothing better for man than that he should not 
or that he should eat and drink, and that he should make his soul enjoy good in his labor. This also I saw that it was from the hand of God. For who can eat? Who else can hasten hereunto more than I? For God giveth it to a man that is good in his sight wisdom and knowledge and joy. But to the sinner he giveth travail to gather and to heap up that he may give to him that is good before God. This also is vanity and vexation of spirit. Again, we see God allowing Solomon to express his own thoughts, to express his own opinions here. As he summarizes the hatred of his own life, he says, all a man needs to do is eat and drink and enjoy life. Just make sure you enjoy his good. It's all you need to do. Yet there's so much more. He said, Solomon said, for God giveth to a man that is good in his sight wisdom and knowledge and joy. But to the sinner he giveth travail and gather to, and a heap up. He may give to him that is good before God. This also is vanity and vexation of spirit. This is Solomon's opinion here that God allows us to get. Solomon is saying there's a cycle in life. There's so much more in a personal relationship that we have with God. This cycle of life continues in what you understand as Solomon, as we'll see in chapter 3. If you want to get just a glimpse here, probably a familiar portion of Scripture where Solomon says, to everything there is a season. Time to every purpose under heaven. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck up that which is planted, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to be, a time to break down, a time to build up, a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, a time to dance, a time to cast away stones, a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace, a time to refrain, a time from embracing, a time to get, a time to loose time to keep, a time to cast away, a time to rend, a time to sow, a time to keep silence, and a time to speak, a time to love, a time to hate, a time of war, a time of peace. What profit hath he that worketh in that wherein he laboreth? Solomon speaks of the cycles of life. He found much anguish in it. But listen, we can find much hope in it. It is in the cycles of life that God gives us much hope, and much learning, and much insight to the ways of God. God brings much hope 
into our lives. Solomon, oh, he had much. There was one thing that he missed in his great search. And it was a relationship with God. You see, by this time that Solomon writes, of all that he had accomplished, his heart that he had communed with, the heart that he had sought after, oh, it had been turned. It had been tainted. It had been skewed by the love of other gods, by the love of many women. It was not a heart to commune with. It was definitely a heart of vanity. You see, that is why I submit to you tonight to not trust your heart. The same Solomon that said, I communed with mine own heart. The same Solomon that says here, I said in mine heart, and I sought in mine heart is the same Solomon that said, lean not into your own understanding. Same one. Same one that said, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into your own understanding. You see, what was happening here in Ecclesiastes chapter number 2 was Solomon was leaning to what? His own understanding. This was Solomon's own understanding. He was not trusting in the Lord here. He was simply leaning to his own understanding. Therefore, he hated life. You want to love life? Trust in the Lord. Lean on Him. Follow Him. Love life. You want to hate life? Follow your heart. That's what I have tonight. Every head bowed, every eye closed.